Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today we have a very interesting and a very fun chat because our theme today is going to be taking an existing business model and applying it to Disney. And I think this will help across all different kinds of businesses and different kinds of hobbies that you guys as our listeners are working on. So I hope this is really helpful to you guys. So Shannon is joining us from Nanny Land. You can connect with him at nanny-land.com. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today. If you could go ahead and introduce yourself and maybe tell our listeners who aren't as familiar with you and Nanny Land a little bit about what you guys are about. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. It's it's wonderful to be on detour to to Neverland. Um I am with Nanny Land and Nanny Land is a new business to the world. We are a specialty nanny agency that will help families find a travel nanny for any of their Disney vacations. Um a basic nanny agency, as as some of your listeners may or may not know, is kind of just the matchmaker between family and nanny. It's a service that you call upon when you're looking for a nanny or other domestic staff. And, and in a sense, we're like the matchmaker, you know, like in the dating world between a family and the nanny. We help pair them with the nanny of their dreams. And then the nanny works directly for the family. So nanny land is kind of taking you know, that one step further and specializing in travel and especially Disney travel, because we learned from another agency that we we partner with that hiring a nanny for your Disney vacation became a very popular thing. So Nannyland will will help families do specifically that. So, you know, of course, our first question is just why Disney. So what is your Disney story and what kind of got you involved with starting a Disney business? I would say my, me personally, uh, I, I think I probably would answer this similar to how everyone would answer it is, you know, who doesn't love Disney? Everything about Disney is wonderful and magical. Everything's happy, happiest place on earth. We like to jokingly say Nannyland is the second happiest place on earth. Um, and my personal background, so, so I have kind of best of, of both worlds there. My personal background is I was a nanny and a traveling nanny for over 23 years. And I grew up in Southern California. So I have heavy experience visiting, you know, Disneyland in Anaheim, California as a child, as a teenager, and even as an adult just for fun and working with families that I worked for as a nanny. And, it's a very popular thing in the nanny world to go with your nanny family to Disneyland or Disney World or another Disney resort. And it's just, I think it's for all ages. You know, it's, it's a stereotype that it's just for children. I knew plenty of families that would go to Disney without their children. Um, but of course, taking children to Disney is equally fun as it is exhausting. So that's where the nanny steps in. And, and I think. We really wanted to start Nannyland because of that, because there was a high demand for families needing nannies for their Disney trips or their Disney day trips, as well as there's just nothing sad to say about Disney. <laughs> Everything about Disney is wonderful. It makes everyone happy. It's just a joyous atmosphere. And and because of that, it just makes for a, a wonderful, happy company. 
Yeah, absolutely. That That's great how you guys kind of came to that conclusion of applying that existing model uh, and transferring over to Disney, kind of just yeah. seeing where the market took you and seeing where the need was. So that's awesome. I think one of the questions that a lot of people would have is what does it look like to have a travel nanny with you on a trip? That's a fantastic question. That is actually a question that a lot of parents ask. So to have, we, we have parents come to us that will have experience with a travel nanny, whether that means they hired someone in the past just to travel with them, or they have an ongoing full-time nanny at home that they've taken on their travels. There's a lot of different scenarios there. But then, of course, we get families all the time that have never had an experience with a travel nanny or even a nanny in general. So what we like to say is a travel nanny is wonderful for for several reasons. One main reason is it helps kind of combine the best of both worlds. It makes any vacation a family vacation where you can spend time with your children and have family fun. But it also helps the parents have a little bit more of alone time and adult vacation. You know, you can go on whether it's Disney or somewhere else, especially Disney, but you can go Disney or somewhere else and have time with your children and go to a child related place. But then of course, as we all know, that's exhausting. Disney is, as we like to say, equally fun as it is tiring. So a nanny steps in and can help you on the airplane ride to Disney. They can help you in the hotel. They can help you when you want to go have a date night or if you want to sleep in after a long day of Disney. The nanny is there to kind of step in as a third parent when you're completely exhausted from long days at the park. So so again, it's it's, you know, whatever the parent is looking for. We have families that request a nanny full time on a vacation or even just part time just to be there as an extra helping hand, whether it's at the actual part to go on certain rides, to watch them during the day, or to help them on the airplane or in the car or in whatever transport or back at the hotel. So it, it just makes that vacation less exhausting for parents, um, more fun overall for everyone, and also fun for the kids, whether the, the children are familiar with that nanny or not from past vacations. Mm-hmm. I love that because especially for us where we don't have kids, we're yeah. able to go to Disney and experience the things, you know, going to the late night events or going to sit in a lounge or a bar yes. for for longer periods of time that a parent would go to Disney and maybe just spend all their time in Fantasyland and they don't get to do those <laughs> things. So I think that's an awesome service that you're able to yeah. provide. And another thing that I know we discussed in our previous conversations is that all of your nannies that you're looking for are very experienced in Disney, right? Correct. That's also, that's probably a secondary question that parents will ask is, you know, what sets aside our nannies from other nannies, including their own nannies? Like I said, we have families that come to us that, that have their own nanny, their ongoing nanny, and they'll often ask, you know, why can't I just, which, which they can, but I'll tell you the benefit of hiring a nanny land nanny, as opposed to just bringing your everyday nanny. If you have one, um, our nannies that we screen, we put them through a very, any nanny agency puts a nanny through a very heavy screening process at nanny land. We kind of take that one step further and we put them through a very specific process. We have a high you know, incoming amount of nannies because everyone wants to go to Disney. Even nannies are excited about it, as exhausting as it is. It's, of course, the happiest place on earth. 
But we don't just take in any nanny. There's tons and tons of wonderfully qualified nannies, but not all those nannies are going to be a good match for a Disneyland or Disney World vacation. So our requirements entail that the nanny has at least three to five years of professional nanny experience. The nannies have to also have travel nanny experience, which is very different than just working out of someone's home. We want someone who's you know, really savvy about working long hours, working overnight, being away from home, in a hotel, in an airport, on an airplane, etc. That's a very, very different world from your own vacationing, Um, as well as someone who's already been to the Disney parks or at least one Disney park and is familiar with it. Because as you guys know, you guys are frequent goers to Disney, but some people go to Disney just once in a lifetime. It's a once in a lifetime vacation. They've never been there before. They're expecting magical wonderfulness and they show up and it's, you know, ginormously overwhelming. So a nanny is there to help map out the park and tell them what areas they need to hit first and what areas are going to be the most crowded and the best way to navigate things and what we should go on now versus what we should go on in the afternoon, they can give you tips and pointers in regards to what the parents want to do, why she stays with the children. She's just really Disney savvy and knowledgeable. And that that helps, especially for a family that's a first time Disney goer. Um, I will add to that as well that our international Disneylands, you know, there's a Disneyland in Paris, France and Tokyo, Japan and Hong Kong. We have nannies here and there locally to those areas that also speak the local language. Everyone knows that, you know, Disneyland Paris, you don't have to speak French to navigate through that park. Almost everyone there speaks English, but it's definitely helpful to have a Paris-based nanny that also speaks French, who's very Disney savvy to that Disneyland, and she can help you navigate through the park if you don't speak French or Japanese or Chinese. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And we can totally relate to that, you know, like that feeling of being overwhelmed. When we yeah. went to Disneyland for the first time this October, you know, not having a map or not knowing where to go, yeah. you just kind of like wander around for the first half of the day. And then it's like, wait, what did we do? We didn't accomplish yes. anything. <laughs> so they're kind of, I like that they also kind of act as almost like a tour guide. You know, they're helping Absolutely. them out and giving them tips. You know, everyone could use those. And I imagine yes, this. With- Absolutely. With children, that just amplifies like the the wandering around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and with and like you had said, because you went to Disneyland for the first time recently, you know, you spend a lot of your time. You could easily spend half the day, like you did, just kind of getting a feel for it at first and walking around and seeing where you know where is here and what's over here and do we want to go on this? And then meanwhile, it's already two o'clock in the afternoon and you've wasted this time just kind of mapping out the park. And you can imagine how that's even more stressful and more difficult if you had three children in tow, especially young children. Um, we hear from families all the time that they love having a travel nanny at Disney because of certain areas and certain rides that they don't want to go on. That in the past, they've denied their child of because the parents just don't want to do it. They don't want to wait in that line. They don't want to go on that ride because it's either too little, too slow, or too fast and too wild. And so the nanny is up for that task and can let the parents sit out, go have some lunch, and she takes them on some rides if if that's what they like to do. Mm. 
I honestly love this so much because it's something that we've talked about in our podcast in the past about how nothing breaks our heart more of like hearing a family that they take that once in a lifetime trip and they come back yes. and you hear, oh, it was awful. We didn't get to ride any of the rides that we want to. Yep. It was too crowded. And I think really Disney all is about managing your time, making the most value out of the time that you have. And your service really does help families achieve that. Thank you. That's, I mean, that's what we're striving to do because like I said, we, we also operate a sister nanny agency for the last four years. That's not theme based. It's just a typical agency. And, and I won't get into that one much here because we're here to talk about nanny land, but in that agency, that's, that's one of the reasons we started nanny land is we kept getting a request for this type of nanny. Oh, we're going on, you know, Walt Disney World trip and we really just want to hire a travel nanny which is an actual career. There's nannies out there that only do trips and only do travel. So we kept getting Disney travel requests of nannies from families. And the number one thing they would tell us is whether they've been there or not, is they just didn't want it to be too overwhelming. They've either been there and it was overwhelming or they've never been there. And they've heard from friends and family who have that it could be overwhelming and they didn't want to ruin you know, their, their possible only time at Disney with just stress and exhaustion and, and missing out mainly. Mm -hmm. I mean, people say to us all the time, going to Disney world takes an entire week all day just to navigate the whole place. You know, that's not something you can do everything in, in one day. And if a family just goes there for three or four days, they're going to want the, the best out of those three or four days and have someone with them that can not only physically and emotionally help with the kids, but also be able to kind of navigate around the park and really know their way around, like how you had mentioned, like like a tour guide, very mm -hmm. similar to a tour guide. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned, you know, the different spans and vacations. And I know when we talked previously, you mentioned not only do nannies help with, you know, these long vacations, but they can also help with locals and that you do that too. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had a bunch of families Local to, we haven't had any international ones request this yet, but we've had ones local to Disneyland in California and Disney World in Orlando um, that just are, are, they live local to the park. So they're the type of family that just goes over there for the day on a Saturday or on a Friday or, or what have you. And we have numerous nannies that live in the area that are driving distance that can just help them for the day. And I think that's probably been our most popular service. We, we still have families that want to go on a full-blown vacation that are maybe out of state, but our most popular service is what we just call a day trip. We're providing them with a nanny just for the day and whether they want the nanny for two or three hours or 14 to 16 hours, that's completely up to the family. And it's our job to find the nanny that's specific for their needs because we don't just send a travel nanny. To, to even a day trip. So if this family has four boys and one of them special needs and one has food allergies and they're all under the age of seven, then we're going to possibly send a manny, which is a male nanny, which is great for all boys. We have fantastic nannies at Nannyland as well as nannies. We're going to send someone who's, you know, specifically trained with special needs children who knows a lot about food allergies and the safety around that. And ones that have experience with that many children. So we send a very specific type of nanny as opposed to just a nanny. Cause all of our nannies are great and we might have a hundred nannies 
available on any certain day, but they're not going to all be great for that specific family. So again, it's, it's a lot like that matchmaking that I talked about that's matching them with their ideal nanny or manny, you know, based on their needs and their current situation. So I'm sure maybe a question that a lot of our listeners have is the financial aspect of it. But I assume that same flexibility applies to that as well, that you're finding the right match for their budget and their needs, correct? A hundred percent. And that's also a very popular question. So I'm glad you asked that as well, because we're there to find what they're seeking. And what that means is, you know, we go, we go put them through the process and we ask them basically what they're looking for. But we don't put a price on the nannies because obviously we know that every family's different. All their budgets are different. Um, what they can afford is different. And that's part of our job in the matchmaking to find someone that also fits that budget. So back to the example of the family with four boys, you know, maybe we're trying to find a nanny or manny that fits this family that has the food allergies and a special needs child and et cetera, et cetera, all these things. This family might say, um, you know, we can't afford any more than 15 to $18 an hour. And we might have five or six phenomenal nannies that we know are perfect for this, but we, they won't, they won't work for less than $25 an hour. We're not going to even send those nannies to that family because it's completely a waste of time because the nanny won't be interested, nor will the family. So if the family is looking for a specific budget, then it's our job to find a nanny that meets all these qualifications and is within their budget, including how many hours they want to work. Like I was saying before, whether it's a day trip or a vacation, if you want the nanny full-time, if you want her all day, if you just want her part-time just for a few hours, that's also completely up to you because that, of course, when adding it up, is part of your budget for the trip or for the day trip. Wow, that is like so much. You don't think that so much time and thought and you know detail would go into matching these families with their nannies but it is it's very very much we jokingly call it the match.com yes for you know for it's like the dating world for domestic service workers because they're (laughs) and as a nanny myself in the past I used agencies to find positions and I will tell you that some agencies really truly do which is not necessarily a good thing they really do just take a bunch of resumes and rapid fire them to families and hope that they'll just pick one because most nannies are good. They're going to pass the screening. It's, you know, they, they run them through their background checks and their driver records. Um, and I'll tell you some of the screenings that we do with our nannies at nanny land, but you know, it, it, it's not a specific matchmaking. So at nanny land, we wanted a really specific matchmaking because like I said, I might have a hundred nannies in Orlando right now that are ready for this Saturday for the so-and-so family, for the Smith family. But all hundred of those are not going to be a good match for the Smith family because they have specific needs. They might have a child in a wheelchair. They might be bringing a service dog. They might have all girls and they love princesses. They might. So we want a princess savvy nanny. You know, all of our nannies have a little bit of knowledge on on each character and, and they specialize in something so they can talk to the children about that or show up kind of dressed up like that character and just kind of give that experience to the family and the children and make it a little bit stronger. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing that I was thinking about too, when we're talking about families, I know we keep talking about families with kids, 
But we've also talked about families with, like, older parents or grandparents mm-hmm. or people who might be going, and you had a really fun name for that. Our granny nannies. <laughs> yes, there are granny nannies, and we have granny nannies at Nannyland as well as at our other agency. And granny nannies is something that people just don't think of very often and are very helpful. There's someone um, we've found, and, and we actually were surprised by this. We didn't think this was as popular as it was. We found that a lot of families, whether they have kids or not, they could be, you know, just a, a couple like yourself without kids. And have maybe, you know, an in-law or two with them. And also families with kids, about 30% of the time, they bring an in-law or a grandma or grandpa. Often the parents think grandma and grandpa are kind of there to act like the nanny. And grandma and grandpa have a very different idea. They're exhausted even more so than all of us. They, they're they not there to be the nanny, even though the parents would like that. And so we can provide granny nannies, which is someone that can also kind of help support an in-law or a parent that's maybe elderly that's coming with a family, whether you have kids or not, in regards to just hanging out with them, you know, sitting back with them, staying in the hotel with them, going to the park with them, helping maneuver them around if they do need help maneuvering stairs or if they are or are not in a wheelchair, you know, just these things that's just kind of helpful in regards to having maybe an older in-law, you know, on board as well. And we were surprised how many attend these family trips. Again, it was right around 30 to 35% of overall family trips has an in-law or a grandma with them. Wow. And that is so true. I mean, I can think back to being a kid and bringing my grandparents with us, and they were definitely not the nannies they were yes (laughs) you know they're like on their motorized scooters like hitting trash cans and stuff and like they definitely needed a supervisor of disneyland was was going with my grandparents and my parents i remember being there with my mom and and her parents and they i mean as a child my memory was you know it was just fun and they were they were there and it's grandma and grandpa, but I remember them just kind of sitting out a lot and completely exhausted and wanting to go home and, you know, because it's exhausting. It's exhausting for all of us. It's exhausting for the nannies, but the nannies are up to it and they have experience doing it. That's also kind of the reason we don't want to send a nanny who's never been to Disney, even the best, most energetic nanny, because Disney is just a different level of exhaustion. Unless you really know what you're doing and how to navigate the park, it's not going to be helpful to anyone, the family or the children, if you're completely wore out, even if you mean well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the last things that we wanted to cover is something really cool that you guys are doing over at Nannyland, and yes. that's your Fairy Godmother Fund. So can you tell us a little bit about that and the purpose of it? Yes, we love the Fairy Godmother Fund, and we're excited to give out our first grant, hopefully by the year 2020. So hopefully around a year from now. As a company that just opened, we've got to give it about a year so we can grow substantial enough to be able to give it away. But um, the Fairy Godmother Fund is is basically our nonprofit charity that's connected to Nannyland. Um, What it consists of is 5% of all of our proceeds, whether that means you hired a nanny or you just want to donate to the Fairy Godmother Fund, will go into a grant for a family in need towards a $10,000 gift for their once-in-a-lifetime, typically, Disney vacation. Whether a family wants to go to Disneyland, an overseas Disney, Disney World, or maybe even the Disney Cruise, 
we're having um, several applicants already that have applied for that grant that are maybe a family that has had, you know, a death in the family. We recently had a, a mom with five children. They've always wanted to go to Disney. They've never been there and they just lost their dad to cancer. Dad was the breadwinner. They can't afford this. This is never something they're going to be able to do on their own. So they've applied to this grant. So if they were to win it, we would grant them $10,000 towards a, you know, once in a lifetime magical Disney trip. Um, we've had people apply that have children with, uh, terminal illnesses and they want to get to Disney before they pass. Um, we have families that have had just some other tragic incident in their life and they otherwise would never get to Disney. And we're hoping to grant anywhere from one to five families a year with this gift so that they could experience Disney too. Because the, I would say the one drawback of Disney and the only negative thing I could ever say about it is, although it's worth it, it is an expensive vacation. Unfortunately, the average American family cannot afford to go to Disney or they can only afford to do it once in a lifetime. So people that live there near are very lucky that they live near because those of us that don't, you know, sometimes it just, it won't happen. And so we're hoping to grant families with need, deserving families in need, um, that chance, like a fairy godmother would wave her magic wand. And that is so special. I mean, I think you hit on a really great point that so many families don't get to experience the magic of Disney. And especially when mm -hmm. you have a really deserving family, you know, this is just such a great thing that you guys are doing to help those people get to Disney and make those memories and, you know, really Thank you. share yeah. that magic. It just makes us feel happy because it's just a, you know, it's one of those happy giving things that we want to share with other people because like we all know, those of us that have been to Disney, it truly is a magical place. That's, you know, the, the stereotypical word to use, but it's, it's genuinely a happy and magical place and it's hard to not be happy be there and it is sad that not all of us can can go on a Disney vacation so we're hoping to help some families be able to experience that that otherwise would not be able to yeah absolutely I love that kind of brings it full circle because that's a very similar sentiment yeah. that in the intentional mouse had and back in episode two and it's something that's very near to our heart because I mentioned in that one I think a Disney trip of course we all view it as like this great pleasure I think it can really help in the development and opening up the imagination of a child as yes. well. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. I agree with that. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Shannon, for covering all of those topics. That's really great information. And to our listeners, I hope that really helps you see kind of what I see of how this is so beneficial because you can take pretty much any business model and try to apply it to Disney. Test it out. Think about things that you're working on and see if there's ways that you can incorporate Disney into it. And I think that's a, a wonderful exercise to do. Yeah. So cool. So the next thing we'll jump into is our fast pass round. So we'll just throw out these Disney topics, Shannon, if you can just kind of share yes. the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners I'm can excited. get to know your <laughs> Disney fandom a little bit better. <laughs> so the first one, I think you've already answered it, but name the Disney parks that you have visited. I personally have only been to the California Disneyland. And of course, on my bucket list, now that I'm a part of Disneyland, Nannyland, is I want to hit every single one worldwide, which as far as we can see is 10 Disney resorts and parks, including the cruise. Mm -hmm. Which one would be at the top of that bucket list? Tokyo. 
for yes. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I've always wanted to visit Tokyo, Japan, and so that would be the number one. If I was to go overseas, that would be the number one one I want to hit. Hopefully, we will meet you there. That's at the top of our list, too. <laughs> Is it? Let's all go. Yes. We're all going to go. Yes. <laughs> so next one would be your favorite Disney resort. Favorite Disney resort? I don't know if that would be probably the one in Hawaii. I haven't been to it, but I've researched it very heavily. There's a Disney resort in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. What is it? Alani Disney Resort. Yep. I yes. want to go there because I'm a big fan of Hawaii. And growing up in California, that was our vacation spot, you know, in the summers as, as a child myself. So I'm familiar with Hawaii, and I think I would probably want to go there. Back in our trip report with Walt's wardrobe, they did a trip where they went to Tokyo to Disneyland. On the way back, they flew through Honolulu and stopped at Alani in a couple of days. And I oh, said, that is the ideal. perfect trip. That's that the trip perfect. I need. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. So the next one, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. That's a good one. Easily. So I know you it's haven't so, been. It's so old school, but I love, I could do it over and over and over. Or I could just like live inside. I just think it's so neat inside. I don't want to ruin it, but I know you haven't been to Walt Disney World yet, but yes. your version in Disneyland is so much better. <laughs> <gasps> it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So next one would be, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment or need some TLC in the park? I was thinking about that, and I honestly can't think of one. I I almost feel bad. I almost feel bad thinking of one for that to happen to, even though I know it can be, you know, done in a in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think I'd like to see the haunted mansion kind of refurbished. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, just a little touch up. So I think the, they could make it a little more upgraded. Like, I think they could upgrade it in a way that it would be even better than it already is. Yeah, make it spookier. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really spooky, but a little more. I mean, they could do some, you know, the, all the techie things they have going on now. They could really do some things to make it really, you know, real feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> oh, I like it. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be great. So then the next one. So when you go to the parks, what's your favorite snack or your go-to snack? Oh, that's easy. I'm simple because I like the popcorn. I'm a big popcorn fan. And everywhere you go in Disney, you know, it always smells like popcorn. And it's easy just to stop for popcorn. So I like like the snacks. So I would either, you know, grab a churro or a popcorn. Um, I'm not big on full-blown sitting down in a restaurant. I'd rather kind of be on the go and... And just grab some popcorn or an ice cream. Their ice cream shops are really good. But I'd probably say popcorn. Our our Nanny Land business cards have scratch and sniff stickers on them that smell like popcorn. <laughs> so I don't know how much you've researched Tokyo, but their big thing is different, like very unique flavored popcorn. Ooh, I have I did not know that. I need to look into that because that sounds interesting. They have really cool themed food there too, which I find interesting too. I'd like to have a lot of their little, you know, bento boxes that look like Winnie the Pooh and stuff like that. Yeah. I know off the top of my head, they have milk chocolate, garlic shrimp, and curry, and all these like wild things. 
This makes me so excited for Tokyo. <laughs> I can't even tell you. <laughs> so next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. I would say two. I love the Peter Pan character because I think he plays his character really well and he's always in character really well. And every time I've met a Peter Pan at a Disneyland, it's been the most, it's been just the funniest experience because the stuff he'll talk to me about. And of course, as a nanny, I did meet um, Mary Poppins in the park once. And Mm -hmm. that obviously, you know, resonates with me and (laughs) stuck in my brain. (laughs) That would be fun. So then what is your favorite Disney movie? Oh, that would have to be Mary Poppins. I can't answer that any other way. <laughs> have you seen the new one? I have not. I ne- have not. Neither have and we. And I'm dying to. I know. Mary Poppins obviously is an all-time favorite of mine, so I'm I'm dying to see the new one. I have mm-hmm. not seen it yet. So next question would be your favorite Disney song. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Noticing a theme here. <laughs> of course. So next one would be your favorite Disney parks memory. Probably just going with my grandparents. So it's fun. We were talking about grandparents because when I think about going to Disney, you know, I always think of it in my different lives. I think of it going as a child because it's such a different experience going as a child versus an adult. So I have so many memories going as a child and you, you feel about it one way doing that. And then I remember going as like an older adult or an older teenager, rather a young adult, just with my own friends, just kind of on your own. Um, And then as an adult, as a working nanny, I remember going there for jobs. And every one of those experiences are so different, even though it's all at the same Disney. It's a different feel. It's a different excitement. It's a different type of excitement. But I would say my favorite memories are are just good old fashioned as a kid because that's when everything seemed even more magical. It was more fun. It wasn't, I don't ever remember feeling exhausted because I was a child <laughs> and it was some of my best memories as, you know, a child growing up with their grandparents. That's one of the, the most oftentimes we would see my grandparents is going to Disney. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So our very last question is something we ask yeah. all of our guests. It's if you had a piece of parting guidance to someone who they're looking to start a Disney-based business or start a Disney-based hobby, what would be your advice to that person? I would say that's that's why I like that you guys are talking about this, how you can kind of take any business model and, and turn it into a Disney business. And, and of course we took, you know, a, a standard nanny agency and made it a specialty nanny travel Disney agency. Um, I've talked to so many travel agents recently and I was surprised to see that there's a lot of Disney themed travel agents. So I do heavily believe that you can turn almost any business into kind of a, a Disney themed business. So I would say if someone's looking to do that, um, I'm really, I'm really into themes, as you can see here, like something just having its own theme. But I'm also super into originality. So, and it's hard to get original with Disney, but I would I would say try to have something with your business that even though it's Disney and the whole world revolves around Disney, um, that's unique to other companies. You know, have a flair to your Disney business that's different than other ones, because I think that's a huge marketing tool. I feel like 
if you have something that no one else has, then you're going to be super popular. And even though Disney is the kind of the, the common theme amongst all these businesses, we all offer something different. Nannyland is the only nanny agency in the world that offers travel nannies for your Disney vacation. So the common ground is Disney, but the originality is, is the travel nanny for the Disney vacation. So I would try to find something, um, some kind of service that you offer that's original to other, from other Disney based companies. Yeah. I love that. I can tell from my experiences, whenever we were trying to get a theme for the podcast, one Mm -hmm. of the pieces of advice that I found most helpful is I said, when you're trying to figure out like what your brand is niche down niche down again and then before you even start niche down one more time yes. that the more narrow you can get it that's where you find what you're unique about that's yeah. where you find what you can latch onto and what your selling point is so i i love yeah. that because that's why people are going to come to you because you're not just another podcast i'm not just another nanny agency we you know we we're offering something you're offering really you know, specific discussions that are, that are based around like a certain thing that people are interested in. So they're going to come to you just for that. So I think that's important, especially with something like Disney. Disney is just a monster business. It's huge. It's worldwide. It's everywhere. And if you're just another Disney company, then you're just going to be a small fish in a big pond. So you've got to have kind of a little bit of original, original, you know, service to offer whoever you're, you're marketing to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, Shannon, we thank you so much for joining us today. I think this was a really helpful chat and hopefully we were able to share some news about Nannyland because it really is a unique business. Um, We know that our listeners can go connect with you guys over at nanny-land.com. Is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners before we head off? No, I would say that's basically it. Um, as a company that just opened for the next several months, we're offering huge discounts. And if anyone's interested in hearing about that, all they have to do is email us at smile at nanny-land.com. Um, and we can send them free information. So hopefully we, we've reached out to people and, and they want to just learn more about our service. And, and I'm happy to offer any free information that they're that they're looking for and thank you so much for having me it was really nice talking to you guys yeah thank you yeah we loved getting to know you and hearing more about what you're doing awesome and let me know if you have questions in the future and we'll be in touch absolutely thank you guys so much for listening to this interview we had a really fun time because it's a little bit of a mix-up for us it's not content and it's not products this is a service-based company which is the first um of that kind for us so hopefully it's an something that's valuable to you guys as the listeners in your endeavors. Yeah, and I think, you know, something else just to kind of take away from it too is if you are interested in, you know, what Nannyland is doing or if you potentially know someone who could benefit from these services that are being offered, you know, we would love it for you to reach out to them and connect with them and just let them know that, you know, you heard about them and what they're doing through us and you can do that by giving them, you know, our little code detour10. So just sharing some love with them, reaching out, getting to know them, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. 
to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.